Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. We got some fresh beats. I got my bro Wendigo on the phone with me. What up, Wendigo? Hello, hello. We are just uh, chatting, rocking out. We are listening to some shit. What you just heard there, that little tiny sneak peek, that is a new beat that we put together for a new song. That will be coming out on a second, our second full album we drop, um, which we're already starting in the works. Yeah, either that or we might keep that and in the first album. It's a good oh, one. Oh, no, you're right. We already did make that change. Yep, I've see. This is why when I'm producing things, you keep better track of what we're producing and the end goal of it. And I just have my mind focused on... I have a whiteboard. I stare at a whiteboard with all of our little songs and projects that they go to. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, it's a good one. Um, I... Yeah. So we're going to talk... We're going to talk today about music, I think, everybody. We're going to come in. We've been put... We've been doing a lot, man. Um, we're going to uh, talk about kind of our trajectory, what we've been doing, what we've got to so far, even demo a couple songs that aren't out yet. Um, we don't even know quite what, which ones we're going to play, but, uh, I think that should be, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. We've been, song roulette, song roulette, far I, more, far more happy than Russian roulette. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a lot more bullets to choose from than just one, you know? Um, I, yeah, no, I think, I don't know, I've been feeling extra pumped lately on just the the level of productivity we've had. Um, two week, or oh, last week, we finished, we, we started and finished two full songs in, the, in one week. And I, that was our, like, best week. Those songs just fucking flew together. Yeah, we're in a pretty cool groove, I think. Um... Well, inside of you know the groove of what we accomplish musically that's that's fighting all of the external circumstances that uh, everyday life <laughs> yeah. outside of recording art yes. skits music you know and there's fuck there's a lot of life outside of it just <clears throat> hampering yeah there are um, what's up with you, dude? How was, how's your, uh, Saturday been? Um, <laughs> like my song, every day's the same old, same old. Um, you know, I just wake up, take my dog outside for a minute, look around, look at the weather. How is the weather? In, how is the weather in Soldatna today? It's in its sixties and it's. It's been teasing sunshine all day, but also teasing real rain all mm. day. You guys have had so an un like, unusually wet streak, huh? Yeah. Um, I think this has been a slower start into like spring into summer than last year. Cause like my Google memories and my pictures on my phone showed me that like in April, the tree in the front yard was like fully bloomed and it only just bloomed like two weeks mm. ago. And that's only recently died. Yeah. Um, 
to go pollinate that little fucking asshole. I hate that plant. Not all trees are great. Not all trees are great. Hey, cherry blossoms uh, are wonderful when they're fresh in bloom. The smell that just it is a wonderful like Im- like first experience of that sweetest tree. face of face full of death I could ever ask for. <laughs> Being highly allergic to pollen and plants that like I am. Yeah. My aunt actually has like her front yard is gravel because she's allergic to grass. And I'm so glad that like, I'm not that allergic to greenery. Cause I just, you know, who, who would be terrified to go to a picnic? That would just be a sad other way of life. Oh God, it'd be terrible. I can't go. Why? There's grass. But it's real. Bring know? a couple EpiPens. Yeah. Just pound, pound some Claritin. And bring you think a couple they make EpiPens. EpiPen sunblock? You know, you just squirt <laughs> that on your skin. <laughs> you know. Get on that, you pharmaceutical companies. EpiPens wow. like lotion. Yeah. For people who are allergic to the touch. You know. Mm-hmm. They're like, just don't touch it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. My Saturday's been pretty good. Woke up, went to a um woke up. I didn't late. ask, but yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck. You're right. I was just trying to add my commentary to the, the, the going, question that broke going. up. Um, I know. My, my, Proof <laughs> that Marla's right. People only ask things to talk about themselves. Uh, God damn it. But you are doing the podcast. So how was your Sunday? Because I actually know how your Sunday was. Is it Saturday? Well, Today's you know, Saturday. You're an hour ahead of me, but I'm still a day ahead of you. That's yeah. Well, I had this week. I had Tuesday two days in a row. I legit spent my entire Wednesday at work thinking it was Tuesday, and uh, that's right. I remember that. Like I even I was sending messages referencing that it's only Tuesday multiple times, and and I have to unlock my phone that right on the front says Wednesday on it. Yeah, and I still just my brain wouldn't see that, and I just went all day on Tuesday. Um. Proof that it doesn't matter when you're trapped in the maze of time. Dude, that's it. That's it. Um, one uh, one cool thing is um, not you cool. You had a cool thing. morning today. Well, well, I think it's cool. I think it's oh, a beautiful. I, I was I was actually trying to completely. Thing. I was actually trying to completely segue past that since you called me out for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Thanks for pulling me back. I was just. Um, okay. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll talk about it. Yeah, it was a cool day. Um, I, we woke up this morning and two of our very good friends got married today. Um, had not married. It wasn't like a full on wedding, but there was the legal paperwork signing and like a cool little thing in a park, uh, here in Portland, there's a park called Peninsula Park. Um, and it is just packed with roses. Um, it is just, oh, a, it is a wonderful, beautiful. It, it is, it's a wonderful, beautiful park. There's a fountain in the middle. They have these little walkways lined with hedges all through the park, just bloomed with roses, a cool little gazebo up on top. Um, and so we went there and celebrated just kind of their unity, took some good pictures, um, signed the paperwork, did all that cool stuff. And then we went to, <sighs> this is the best part of the day. 
I was not expecting to have this story this morning because I didn't know where the fuck we were going to eat. Um, right, right, right. But we went to a restaurant called um, Dim Tai Fung. And it is like Vietnamese fusion food. And oh my sweet baby Jesus, that was literally some of the best food I've ever had. Ever. They, God, we, we started with this like cool, um, this cucumber salad with like, God, it must add sesame oil and chili oil and, uh, that sound good. Like just, just flavors on it. And there were just these little rounds of cucumber. And that was like, it couldn't have been more simple and just packed like, the flavor was amazing and the freshness and uh then we ate these little bao buns that were filled with this pork and they were they were they were um soup bao buns and so they were cooked in a way where they were they had the soup broth i can hear your mouth watering i know talking about they, they had they had the soup broth inside of the bun and it was sealed so when you picked up the little bun and opened it it just the soup came out so the way to eat it was but you had these like these cool spoons and you put the little bun and they're little they're like just in like this the palm of your hand i mean not even the full palm they like you know smaller than a golf ball and um you'd pick them up put them in this little spoon take your chopsticks and puncture it open so that the the juice would ooze into the the spoon itself and he wouldn't lose any of it and then he'd put a little bit of the chili oil on it a little bit of like the ginger vinegar soy sauce mixture they gave us on it and just one whole bite and oh it was good we had these garlic green beans and this like wonderful garlic sauce they had these uh this oh the new oh man we just we ate we ate we um, ate. We, I wish I cared about food like you do. I really oh, do. it was just it, it, you, I, you. You once you eat it, you care about it. it. That's the thing. When your mind is blown like that, I, to, I understand that sentiment right there. That phrase. Once you eat it, you care about it. Yeah. I've had like a burger where I'm like, this is the burger. When I think of the best burger I've ever had, I will now reference this fucking burger. And everything matches to that. And you never thought you would care as much about a burger until your mouth experienced that burger. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's that's how it was, man. I get that. It was just now I have like a whole new reference for um <laughs> for just another culinary possibility to tease me all the time um for reference if i was talking about if you're ever in uh wisconsin area check out chubby's burgers they make the best burgers and i shit you not they're like the size of your dinner plates shout out to chubby's all right they put out a whole pound of bacon on their on their burgers. on one burger on one burger, what is it, these a things are what is it, a forty dollar burger? Massive. I, I, it's been so long, but I just remember thinking this is the greatest burger. One burger fed 
me for three days. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. That's what yeah. they have. A, they literally. Okay. On some great outdoors shit. If you can eat the whole burger in the restaurant when I was there, they used to give you a free shirt that says I won this shirt by completing the Chubby's challenge. Really? Or you could buy a shirt and just be a liar. It says that on the back or something. <laughs> I it love was me. a long time ago, but I I'm love telling me you, a good food eating challenge. I, I love will me. always, I will always gauge burgers off that burger because it's not even just the size. They had the it was mouth watering. The best cheese inside the meat. Oh. They had to make their own buns because these patties were so heavy. Oof. That's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, fuck. Yeah, w- one thing I did want to talk about um, today is the events that is all over the fucking news recently. Um, the submersible catastrophe that just happened. Um, and I think everybody by now is aware are we segueing to subwaying, <laughs> as it were? Yeah, they. Um, everyone's probably aware of it by now, but if you're not for some weird reason, <laughs> uh, uh, a group of five people boarded a very tiny, sketchy-looking submarine that does not look, just by the outside pictures of it, like it's meant to go two and a half miles underwater. Um, But they did it, and catastrophic failure incurred. Um, The discourse, the discourse around this has been entirely troubling to me. Um, I don't know how you felt about it. We haven't really talked much about it. Um, But some of the jokes are fine. But there's like one big glaring thing that humanity well, I, is. I will get one joke out of the way because it's on the edge of my head. Yeah. When I heard that that had even happened before they discovered that, you know, what had happened, mm-hmm. just that there were people lost on the bottom of the sea in this makeshift submarine. And I say it like it wasn't like a didn't it, cost the price well, of a house because well, it did. The tickets... It was a very expensive machinery, but. In terms of a subaquatic, a subaquatic machine, it was very sketchy. It was not. Well, here's the thing: what you think it, it would be it, for what they were trying to do. It can't technically be called a submarine because it did not meet the classifications for a submarine by the fucking nautical whatever boards. Yeah, that's why so I called it, it a subaquatic, a submers- machine. submersible. It is yeah, just whatever. a submersible. It's not a machine. Yeah, it's not a submarine because yeah, this. there are. It's missing so many things to like prevent yeah. what happened down there. Um, but yeah. the thing that fucking bugged me is even before we found out, I didn't a, even tell my joke. <laughs> oh, what's your joke? What's your joke? <laughs> no, you're good. No, go, it's go, 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 go. People died. I shouldn't say it. Oh, jokes. I, <laughs> jokes are funny. What's the joke? I have gallows humor. I just remember that before that, before the, you know, the reality of the situation, that when I heard people getting lost at the bottom of the ocean, 
I thought about that scene in Gone in 60 Seconds where Chai McBride is trying to explain why this Chinese lady's not driving. Is I know I can't swim, so I keep my black ass out of the pool. And I'm just thinking, I know I'm not a whale. That's why I would never get in a submarine. Yeah. And it's just, you know what I mean? I'm not. Exactly. I'm not Well, anymore. see, and, and that's if, a fine, and that's a fine wrong, joke. I knew for a fact I would die. Yeah. I haven't parachuted, none of that shit. Right. Because it just sounds like a potential for disaster. Right, right. And like you're saying, people spent how much for these tickets? $250,000 a ticket to get on this sub. It's bad. And That's go down such a, yeah. a waste of life on all well, accounts. And, and here's the thing. People... The, the the broad swath of humanity who commented on this, who went online and made jokes about it and talked about it, seemed to do this weird thing where they went, oh, they're rich? They're bad people. I don't oh, care. I don't care about they're them. They're rich. They deserve to be scraped like the Mariana Trench. No, right. they don't. Exactly. No. And that was the there is fucking no discourse. That their, their wealth was ever made by ill-gotten gains and then what, or by exploiting anybody. You and, can't... Right. And that was the discourse the whole time. And then the awful. And then we learn, oh, no, they're definitely dead. And it was a catastrophe. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, and there was a 19-year-old on there who didn't yeah, want to go. you were actually the one who told me that they about the discovery that we'd figure out what had happened and that everybody was dead. Because I was still kind of hoping that we would find them right. yesterday. Yeah. You told me yesterday what happened. Yeah, no. And um, they, you know, th- he went for, f- for with his dad on Father's Day to go do this thing that his dad really wanted to do. You know, they had the money to afford it. And if it was successful, what a fucking story to tell. Yeah, me and my son or me and my dad went to the bottom of the ocean and saw the last, probably one of the last times that the Titanic will ever be viewed by human eyes because it's deteriorating so fast. Um, Oh, yeah. The rate in which it's going now, it won't be here in in a decade. Yeah, it won't. Um, And so, you know, what a fucking cool story, right? And and I think that, that all of that was lost on on everybody the humanity of the situation now there are some gross fucking parts about it like like uh one the amount of news coverage it got yeah compared to uh a entire boat of 750 refugees getting lost at sea and sinking and all of them perishing, and it wasn't even talked about. Rescue attempts weren't made. The entire swath <laughs> of the Canadian Coast Guard and the research vessels and U.S. stuff and everything that came together for these it, five people. It became the universal story of the week and, and seven, drowned everything else out, ironically. 750 enough. people. Not five people. 750 people died at sea. At the yeah. same time, to catastrophe. Yeah. And not one, you know, they that's 750 fucking families who lost people, not five families who lost people. Mm. It's, the, the weight is just crazy. Um, You know, there's there's just so much things to be talked about. The craziness of, you know, the design of the fucking submersible 
how it wasn't actually rated to go that deep. It had never been tested to go that deep. Um, that just the, <laughs> it's a wild, it's a wild set of circumstances that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things where we may never actually get all the answers. We don't need them Sim- either though. No, well, the thing that we know is, is it, it imploded and in all likelihood they died instantly rather than because I, I was talking about like, you know, imagine before you told me what had happened, I was thinking they were still looking for these people. And, you know, I'm like, imagine oh. living through that kind of on an Apollo 13 moment and having that be your story to tell. It's cold. The, idea of the going, the, the slowly losing oxygen, the pressure, the, you know, all those things, those dark nights of the soul moments. Oh yeah. When I would go through, when I thought about it, my brain definitely went dark with it. Before we learned about the, the Mm. finality of the situation. Um, I was imagining five people knowing that they're not going to return to the surface on their own power. Um, that it's a wait and see game and that they may never immediately. Yeah. The people on that, including the CEO of the company and the one of the designers of the fucking thing himself, was down there. Within a matter, like I'm, I'm thinking craziness situation, right? Um, there would be panic, a hubris of that co-designer thinking, well, because I know this machine, I helped fund it or whatever that I know its capabilities, and even if it's never been tested, those those scenarios ran through my mind up until I discovered it. it was yeah. like the, just Well, I was picturing I was picturing them, you know, they were down there with three days of oxygen. Yeah. Potentially. And by the time there was a countdown that like, hey, if they're down there and alive still, they have less than 30 hours of oxygen left. And I was like, I, in my head, I went, fuck, well. But that's also, like, <sighs> relative to everybody's breathing patterns. If you're panicking, this is breathing my, this in. This is my point. People would have been panicking. If everybody had decided to instantly start, like, breathing deep and shallow and trying to conserve oxygen, they might have gotten three days. Listen, man, what? I want, I want to ask this real question. When catastrophe sets in and it is survival mode and they and they and everybody in that ship does the math. Yeah. Five people have to share this oxygen. What if yep. there were only four people breathing it? What if there were three? Right. What if there were two? You're at the end of the day, like you said, father and son. You're my son. The, like I thought about the 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 football team. I think it was a football team. Soccer they got team. like the soccer team in the Andes and the things that they had to go through. And just thinking, they were up there for wasn't it like weeks? Yeah. Before they decided, nobody's rescuing us. We got to rescue ourselves. Which above the surface of the o- ocean, you have that option <laughs> to risk walking out of the wreckage. Yep. These people had. Three days of air to sit if, and stew in, in a, in a to, to share three days of air to share and hope 
that somebody realized, hey, it's been 14 hours. Nobody's back up here. Hey, you know, so-and-so hasn't posted, and they post on Twitter every day at this time, and they were saying yesterday this time how they were excited to go down and look at the time. You know, like, yeah. there were so many factors just because of the, who was on that, what it was doing, that the second it went wrong, people knew about it. Oh, and well, that was well, what, that's also the thing that's kind of scary is, is enough people had to have been involved above surface to know that after a certain point, if they didn't come back up, you didn't make contact with somebody, we have a problem. Well, here's the other crazy thing. So I went through all these scenarios about what survival would have been like in a, in a, in a slowly freezing pitch black. Yeah coffin on the bottom there would have been no light might as well be trapped in a blizzard um yeah uh, but even blizzards have some i mean unless it's at nighttime um that's what i'm saying a blizzard in the pitch dark yeah yeah it's it yeah terrible blinding and freezing terrible um but just just slowly getting colder slowly getting colder and colder and then you have a little porthole window and the frost starts accumulating on the window and slowly creeping in from the edges toward the center of the window. And you watch this frost close the only view out you possibly have. Cause your and breath you is, cause your breath is, and you don't know if it's the water pressure making the machine that you're in creak and bend buckle, and conform right. Or if it's a whale moving by you. Cause you two don't and a half miles know. down. There are no whales, dude. Oh yeah, that's right. The, the sperm whale can't even go that low, and it's the deepest diving whale of all I whales. Forget how deep the fucking Titanic sank to. Yeah, whale, whales can't that's, swim that, that like, low. That's like almost two, uh, two, two and a half miles. That's like isn't that like miles. four Empire State Building stacked? I remember I saw a diagram yeah, or something, something like that. Something yeah. crazy like that, or like three Eiffel oh, Towers. Oh, I, or no, no, shit, it's but... it's it's way more than that. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm it's, saying. Like, I remember seeing a visual comparison one time. I think. I think it's like six Empire State Buildings. That's either way. Just the the idea that. Yeah. Well, that's here, think how about far this. Down. Think about this. I don't want to think about it. I'm having an anxiety attack. I took edibles before this. <laughs> the average, <laughs> the average person, can walk a mile in fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes, somewhere right in that range. So just imagine starting a walk and walking in one distance, just walk continually at a good pace for 45 minutes. That's about 50 minutes. That's about two, two and a half miles. And think about how far you could literally be in your hometown. Think about where you could walk to in 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And then imagine taking that walk straight down in the water. That's how far they went. So dotting it at Kenai and back. And like basically getting from Soldatna to Kenai and then turning directly around and returning course. And that's still about one way. I mean, it's a lot of 45 minutes is long. I mean, you can walk a long way in 45 minutes, man. Like I said, like two, two and a half, even maybe three miles in that time. So I'm talking about like if I'm fucking running. Oh, yeah. Running will cover way more. But but the average but human walk. My point walks, is, is either way, walking or running, the distance it would take 
to get from the bottom of that ocean where they are at to the surface is you can't save yourself. No, no, there's no, there's no, you can't yeah. swim to that. You can't die and still float to the surface and have your body be fresh with that. Oh, you, you, the, the You're pressure lost at the bottom. No, no, no. The, the, the deepest, the deepest a human has ever free swam with nothing around their body is 150 meters. Yeah. 150 meters. Okay? That's 450 feet. Oh, yeah. 450 feet. One mile is 5,280 feet. Oh. Human bodies can't go that deep. We will be crushed to death just by water pressure. Our bodies can't go that deep. You couldn't, you could not even survive. I don't even want to imagine that moment if you had to implode and that pressure got to you for a split second. Well, so this is what I wanted to talk about. I, I, I the, my brain does this and I want to bring the humanity. I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's important for discourse. It is. No, I agree. Um, the the people, the ride down, because they never made it to the bottom. No, no. It happened on Something the way down. Something went wrong. What went wrong in route? Yeah. So here's what happened, guys. I want to I, I want to try and break this down. This is the this is the way my brain analyzes this. Sad, five, sad, sad story time. Five people hopped in a tiny sub. For the adventure of a lifetime. And they were riding down. And and cheer was high. They weren't stressing. Everybody on that just paid $250,000. They had entire trust in this thing. So energy was Somebody's high. Best they're, day of their life. They're calling, out, they're calling out half a mile down. Yeah, woo. You know, we're passing 5,000 feet. Oh, there's one mile. You know, however deep they got. And because of the pressure of the water, <coughs> once the fatigue of the system starts to happen and a weak point is developed, it will the, the pressure will take advantage of that defect incredibly fast. Yeah, instantaneously. Maybe not, as as maybe not instantaneously. W w once, once the actual implosion happens and pressure breach is, is exchanged, um, that is instantaneous. Right, but if you think about a, a dam and a crack in it, it depends. A small crack takes time before that levy gives. But if it's a decent enough pop, instant. There would have and, and the best the best thing my brain tells me from my understanding of of just pressure. They would have been going, and there would have been seconds. And sometimes seconds can feel like an eternity. There would have been seconds where that sub started going, and suddenly those minutes you felt heard, like hours, and you heard creaking that you hadn't heard yet. And you saw bulging that you hadn't seen yet. And instruments maybe started acting funny or lighting started changing or, or, or even tiny Glass bits of started 
glass started cracking, shit like that, you know, anything. Because of, because of warpage of the structure. Yeah. And there would have been moments where five humans went from Ooh, enjoyment ta-da. to pure panic and terror. Yep. And they would have been just thinking to look at each other and go, guys, are we going to be okay when the caved in? And it and it, in in a millisecond they were vaporized. They wouldn't have had the time in their brains to process the failure and it's coming at them. They would have no. been they would have been in the moments of thinking, "Oh God, are oh like are oh what's what is you know." And that is a terrible way for any human to have to go die. Yeah. It doesn't matter how rich they were. It doesn't matter what they did. It's no, terrible. That's, no, that's it, though. Like, at the end of any day, I don't care what's in your account. I don't care how you got it. The moment you're dead, unless you're an actual piece of shit, that's a loss. That is a loss. Yeah. That's somebody's child, somebody's brother, somebody's... Dad. Dad, sister, you know, all that. Boss, mentor. Best friend. These guys these guys weren't slackers. These guys were multi some of them were multimillionaires. I think there was a billionaire on there. There was. Those are visionary minds lost. Doesn't matter if they were attached to an asshole. Yeah, it doesn't matter if oh, they just got that because their family was rich. That was inherited. None of that fucking matters. They were a human being and that's yeah it's a loss yeah it's it's five losses in that submarine alone and then like you were saying it's another one how what was it how many was the count on that ship what do you mean oh 700 750 refugees yeah like the sea is treacherous it doesn't matter if you're above it or you get crushed below it man yeah there's a reason people want to go explore space. It may be safer to go into. Yo, yeah, yeah, it may be. You know? It may be. The the pressure differential between outer space and one atmosphere of pressure inside the cab, the, the, the shuttle or whatever it is, is yeah. a far greater or far less of a pressure differential than the pressure from two miles deep of water to one atmosphere of pressure inside that pressure going see the in everything's wanting to come in underwater in space things are wanting to go out things are wanting to go the pressure is getting further and further the deeper you go because if you were to drop an apple it would bullet down there from the gravity that crushes it by apple assuming something like an apple could survive going down the pressure it would go fucking harder and faster well no it 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 the 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 gravity isn't affecting the apple more that little bit that that amount of miles that two miles metaphor no 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 it's okay it's okay it's 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 a common misunderstanding of where the gravity is affecting what that deep because gravity is the main effect, but it's not affecting the apple that deep. It is pulling on all of the water above the apple that much. 
So the same amount of gravity is affecting the apple down there as it is on the surface. But on the surface, it only it has air above it. The weight of the oxygen is the thing that gravity is affecting the apple. Now, two miles deep, it has two miles of stacked water column above it with that weight coming down on the apple because the gravity is pulling on. For basically pushing it like a train behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh... Reminds me of a quote from Jimmy Iovine of all fucking people. Oh, yeah? He, uh, he talked about how, you know, it... Fear is a powerful thing. You know, it holds speed back. It controls you. But if you can figure out a way to get in front of fear and have it propel you, then it's like having a freight train push you. Mm. And it makes you almost unstoppable because now you're ahead of your fears. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, hey, hold on. I need to go re-up my beverage. I'm going to pause this for just a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm back. Perfect. PC man, editing is so cool. People won't even won't even get to know. Won't they? Won't know. They'll never know. Hmm. Oh. Um. Okay. Well. Hey. Let's uh. <clears throat> let's switch gears and kind of and and talk about some music shit. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's um. I guess let's start. Well, hold on. Weird. I'm getting a hmm. phone call. Oh. Scam likely. Should I should I, should I answer it? Um. Yeah. I'm gonna just sit here then. Should I? Okay. I, yeah. I, hold on. I'm I'm just gonna fuck with them and see see where this goes. Oh no. Okay. okay right, yeah, I'm gonna just be quiet here. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. H- Hello. Uh, who who is this? <laughs> what the fuck? Did I call the right number? I. <laughs> Are you the sex people? The. the what? Are am I the sex people? Yes. No, um, I, I. Say, <laughs> this is quite embarrassing. My uh, granddaughter left me her phone, and uh, well, I'm quite lonely. And I, back in my day, I used to work online doing like sex stuff, and I thought maybe I could call, and I just wanted to see if I could talk to somebody. And, uh, you're trying it, to call to talk to somebody about sex? Maybe. Oh, you're you're calling you know an erotic was... sex line to have phone yes, sex yes, with somebody. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, Jesus. And I called the right number. No, this is not a sex line at all. This is just a random person. Like, like that a glory hole? Is that a glory hole of the phone? Ma'am, I, uh, if, if, if you are in fact a ma'am, I don't want to assume her gender, I would, 
No, no, please, no, don't hang up. Please don't, 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 don't leave me, please. I, I, I'm, it's, this is, so I have to let you know, this is weird. I'm in the middle of actually recording a podcast and you called, you obviously don't know who I am. Um, I, what's a podcast? I'm recording a show, ma'am, and you're on my show being recorded right now. This is all being recorded. But is my phone call gonna be on TV? Um, ma'am, no. Uh, it won't be on TV, and you're not getting any sex talk from me. So unless, like, I, I just feel like there's probably well, no that's point. Well, okay. I don't really give a crap about sex. I'm almost nine to five, and so my body part don't work out there back in the day. Trish my name's Patricia, dish. by the way. I'm so sorry about that. The people call me Trish. They used to call me Trish the Dish, but nowadays I kind of, kind of look like a well, womanly mammoth, I guess. Anyways, oh. I'm so sorry. Um, you seem so nice and polite talking to me, and I do, I don't, I'm not trying to be weird. I'm just very lonely, and what is a podcast? And I mean, it's not all TV. What is it for? I'm... Everybody, uh, this is going to sound... Should I do this, people? I'll, like, is... Is, should this even be entertained? I feel... Patricia, you said your name was, ma'am? Yes, call me Trish. I'm not going to call you Trish. I'm gonna, I am gonna. would just rather call you Patricia. Um, That's I, fine. I, That's I feel fine. like... <laughs> I feel like that this is just a call that is going on far past its expiration date, maybe kind of like you are. And uh, probably you should give your phone back to... The, give the phone back to your daughter... I can't. She doesn't know what I have in a stolen from her when she wasn't looking. Call your daughter and tell her, and then give the phone back so that you're not using Ooh, her phone to call for sexy time with strangers. How did you even get my number? Where did you find? How did? What? It's not. It's not lit. I just. I started punching numbers. Where are you? I gotta ask. I am not going to disclose that information, ma'am. You don't are need you to know Ameri- where I am. Are you at least in America? Did I, I'd hate to think that I called on my granddaughter's phone that I called like oh, this is Pakistan very, or England. Or this Pakistan, is very long. This is very long distance. You called Canada. Eh? This is very long distance. Oh, my. I'm so sorry, sir. You're a sir, right? I will, and this sir will be um, graciously ending this call now, Patricia. So hang up on her. I just hope that you go find your sexy time somewhere else, maybe. And uh, (laughs) what do you look like? I need to know before you hang up. uh, No, this this isn't gonna happen. Please, please. Holy shit! What the fuck was that, Wendigo? <laughs> oh, I just. Oh. What the fuck was that? Um. Really? Sad. Ah, so, uh, dad. Kind of. I. She seemed very lonely. How old did she say she was? 
Uh, I think she said 95. What a dish you think they had back in her prime. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. She's 95. She said she used to work on the online sexy stores back in the day. Well, the internet... Hold the fuck up. No, hold on. Do that kind of math for a minute. It means she was in her f- late 60s doing online sex work when the internet, like, if it was back in the day, we have to be talking about the 90s was the earliest internet would have even been, like, truly existing, like, the internet. Did she say online or over the phone, though? Like. Oh, I, well, yeah, I don't know if it was over. Like, you know, like, like, phone stuff? That could have been, like, either way. I don't, oh, my God. Okay, What were you trying to talk about before she called? Um, Anything oh, but this, please. Yeah, I was wanting to get into music. Let, let's just do this. Let's just demo a song right now to break it and talk about something else. Um, oh, okay, so I, which song? AA? Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe? Or... The song is not called AA as an Alcoholics Anonymous. No. That's just what we kind of refer to it as, by the way. Yeah. We, uh, it's actually called Antarctic Anarchist. We could do Anar- Antarctic Anarchist. We could do Where We Belong. We could do uh, Now or Never. I don't know. What do you think, man? Um, How do you want to start Pick this? one. What do you want to do? I mean, what do you? What was your show, plan when you thought just, about this? Do you want to play a song and then talk, talk about, about it? it? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do this. Okay. Let's do this. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Dude! What? Was that Trish? <laughs> no, it was just a stupid sample I found. That's weird now, actually. That's you hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so this song's called Antarctic Anarchist. Well, I am an Antarctic Anarchist. Yeah, I'm the hardest little artist. Alaska's this beat hits so hard. Transformation of self taking place with no post ops. Uh. See, I hate to put an instant damper on that Instagram glamour, but lately I've been living my life cramped inside of a camper. Ain't got no This hits so hard. Except for the same one that I wash my face and cook my shit in. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that I've had more than I got in what I'm pushing, like a cot and a cushion. Instead of always sitting with my pot like it's a cushion, I'm thinking up a plot to get out of the shitty situation I've been placed in. Even if I've got to blow up the whole block i'll do it without hesitation because i'm getting so tired from my frustration the stagnation's got me looking at the nation like red wire blue wire red state blue state that shit's all the same just watch for the flames and don't forget the fucking name windick of the poet bitch yeah 
What a banger. Me? It'll do. It'll do. I think that's great. It's so it's that that's a that's a song that's a little different than we'd made before. We didn't okay, uh, well let's talk about it real quick. Yeah. I had came up with that beat. Um, I kind of sent you a message saying, I need a beat. Just give me a beat. Any beat. Give yeah. me a beat. Give me a beat. Yeah, you were feeling you. It. I was. I was in the moment where I was like, because I, I wanted to freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that was. Right. So, so I, I, none I, of it made sense or if any of it sounded crazy, I didn't know what I was saying either. <laughs> Yeah, I I um I made that short little sample and I sent it to you going like hey man, here's kind of like a verse chorus verse thing. I just I set them at arbitrary lengths. I didn't really establish like a real hook to the song. Um yeah. you know, and I thought it kind of sounded cool as just like an idea that maybe he could work with and you know, he would come send me back some ideas. Maybe this is where he wants to go for the chorus. And then I get that just that exact minute and 48 seconds of song back um, with just one continuous like flow over the whole thing. Um, and he goes, that's a freestyle, by the way. I had ideas and I just I spit it out. I didn't know how to like I. So, OK, so let's talk about how we normally make songs for reference. OK, yeah, perfect. I will normally send you full written songs and then I will send you uh, like an audio version of me doing an acapella version of it to kind of give you an idea how I'm kind of envisioning it. Yep. And then I go, go. Yeah. You say Make a beat to that. Abracadabra that shit. And you create a beat out of. What? what I send you. It's yeah. like playing musical tennis because we're in like two different states. It is. Every time yeah. we do this. You know, a lot of people have some, like they it's go the and they- the episode and, right there. Oh, musical tennis? Mm-hmm. And a yellow yeah. submarine. <laughs> musical tennis. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Most people will beat shop, find something they like, and then write you know, fit or write flows to the beat. Um, we kind of do it the other way around. He'll have, you're an unconventional writer in the way you write your beats. You don't write them to a, 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 a song. You just come up with it in your head. And, yeah. be, and because of that, it, there is like a non, um, there's like a non-traditionalness, a rawness, and like a non—not uh, traditional, but but like contemporary. You're, you're not you're not fitting in like the boxes of modernity and what makes rap rap today or anything like that. You have your own, your brain without a beat there does its own thing, and it makes its own uniqueness. That if you were to only hear a beat that's, you know, like the song, like Antarctic Anarchist or whatever, um, you know, that one's really straightforward. Yeah, I, I sent you a beat and you did that over the top of it. There's none of the weird, but you found places to put them in there, even on that. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, you, I, I, I heard what you do, and I went the, when we did our very first song forever ago, and I went, something has to, I guess not our very first song, the one that I really, really didn't like <laughs> try to conform you to a grid was uh fucking um god why is my brain i have no bitter idea. winners bitter winners oh yeah when when so... when i heard bitter winners i was like this has a fucking awesome flow but it does not fit a normal grid he wrote this how his brain would hear it to a beat how his brain heard it. I need to recreate this sound and not fuck with it. And then through other songs, I'm like, I need to not, I need to make the beat fit his ideas so that, so that it's unique, right? It has to sound like you. Well, and I think that it be, by going that route, you've created beats that are not loops even when they are loops if parts of them loop they're not typical loops there are subtle transitions that happen throughout the entire song yeah yeah and in some cases entire shifts uh <clears throat> for choruses or hooks and stuff yeah i try not to make too many especially in a lot of our first songs i tried not to make too many of them sound I didn't want every verse to sound identical necessarily. I didn't want, um, I, I, I like weirdness in, in just how I write music. I like weirdness. I like things to be offbeat. I like things to have different amount of beats well, in a measure and be weird. And, and another component is, is sometimes when I'll send you an acapella or a, a verse you know something like a song written down i'll give you an idea of like i want it to sound like this or sound like that with you know this kind of instrument like we've made a song because i keep wanting to bring up a saxophone and we're not going to play that song no but you made something that reminds me of like a haunted house in new orleans so i went and thought about that and it came out the way that came out but in a lot of times i'll either go hey this is what I got. What do you got? And then you throw something back to me and go, you think you can do what you did over what I did? And we start to go from there. And that's what's always an interesting song from song for me is, is I get to see how much from a writing perspective I have to rewrite. Yeah. 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 Cause there's Cause, always, there's always that good back and forth. Um, in in our tennis game that we play with each other, um, you know, You'll say like use less words here, more words here. Yeah, if you yeah. you know well, shift, can you do that there instead, or do it like this? You know, right. right. And the the thing that I've discovered is is all the words, more or less, from concept to finished song, they're all still kind of there. Is the funny part? There's not a whole lot of deduction. No, it's just it's just your brain will hear the beats away and I have to get you to go the words are there just say them on this beat instead of that beat and yeah. and tr and get your brain to hear that flow of it or something, you know. Um yeah. 
but but what? that's that's part. I love hip hop, and one of my biggest gripes with it is when an artist thinks they know how to do something, and so they just use a producer for do what I say. Right. And it's like your musical background is progressive metal. That is so infinitely different. Than hip-hop. Than hip-hop. <laughs> oh, yeah. And because I know that I don't write like a normal rapper, because a lot of this is actual more like poetry. Yes. That's That has a rhyme scheme hidden or can be used in a rhyme scheme. But a lot of it is storytelling, <laughs> not necessarily uh, rapping or even, you know, the... There's a, I'd like to say that there's a non-linear stream of conscious way in some of my songs, like Bitter Winter, where you can almost see what I'm saying, and then there's other times where it's a lot more abstract. Yeah. And then each song, when I send it to you, you always send me a beat that is well, fucking far well, better well, than what I ask for is the thing. Well, let me ask you this because because I actually I, I don't mean, even want to call them beats; they're compositions. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's actually very yeah. very nice of you to say that because I call them beats, but I appreciate that that distinct distinguishment. Um, I I I wonder. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up. Because I've been curious about it, and I meant to ask you about it for more clarification, but I never did. And this is just the perfect spot to do it, you know, in front of an audience. Um, yeah. When I made the uncomfortably unafraid beat, the loop that that we were kind of jamming to at the beginning of this podcast. Um, yeah. When you heard it, you said, I both love you and hate you for this. Yes. Why did you feel? Why did you, why did you hate me for it? And, like, can you can you describe <laughs> that sentiment? Because I was like, oh, really? And then yeah, okay, and the it, song is because when I first sent you a song idea where I said, hey, you maybe want to help me with this project that I'm working on, which, and I'll I'll spill some beans right now. Uh, Wendigo the poet is actually a character that is in a novel that I'm currently writing and I'm like five years into it. And yeah, it's your persona. It's your stage name. Why? Well, kind of. It's a character. I am personifying. Yes. Right now. Like if, a, yeah, either way it, I, it reminds me of like Sasha Baron Cohen, but if you were talking like in a novel form, jumping out anyways, um, the idea of this character is one thing entirely from what we're doing here. Because this idea of making music didn't stem from, hey, I want to be a rapper. No. It stemmed from homework as a writer. There yeah. were questions that I had writing this book that... Well, when one of the characters in your books is a rapper... Yes. And you want... Yeah, you had to do the research on that character, right? Yeah. And I kind of hit this writer's block moment where I was like, fuck, how do I write from a t 
technical perspective, recording a song. It's, you know, I don't want to go from all the basic YouTube interviews of, you know, rappers who were like, oh, man, I just walked in there and I made eight songs in a day and then I walked out. And I'm like, I know that's not how that happened. Describe to me the mechanics of walking in, who's in the room with you, is it an engineer, is it a producer, are there three or four people, set that scene, and it seemed like in every instance, you know, it was like, I watch an interview with Dr. Dre, you know, first time I met Eminem, we made Hi My Name Is, and da 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 and da-da-da-da-da, and it was like magic, and I'm like, that's great, but there is no visualization there you can just see a guy rapping hits that we already know you know yep did it take four hours or did it take four minutes to do hi my name is those are the things that as a writer i'm always curious about yeah did you because did, did, did he hear the beat and like it, but wanted things shuffled around. Did you have to extend right. that verse to make his bars fit? Like yeah. what edit, what editing was done to accomplish yeah. what you hear? Did you have to slide his vocals so that he was on beat perfectly? These are things that I've never seen talked about either in interviews. It almost seemed like you had to go to a music class to learn this shit. And then it became a dirty secret outside of school or practice yep. or the industry or whatever you wanted it to be called. You know, like you don't want to give away the recipes and all that stuff. And I get that, but I'm thinking from a writer's perspective, no, fuck all that. I want to know. And your response was, well, make a song. So I gave you what was essentially my demo of bitter winners. Yep. And it actually caught your attention for being surprisingly decent. In and its, from in there, its own uniquely weird way. Right. That's what caught my attention the most was like this is this is an authentic take on like on hip hop. And it is not conforming to what mainstream hip hop kind of rudiment rules are. Um it's it's lo fi, well, it's underground. I, I, it's I, I've always thought like being somebody who studied hip hop though that it was uh, an extension of punk where fuck rules, fuck structure. You know, if you had no instruments and all you could do was flip a sample and write a beat from, you know, a record back in the day when hip hop really started, then you were immediately improvising like a jazz player was, except you had no instruments. And that is kind of how I looked at it was, is, well, if I don't have anything to make a beat, but I have these sounds in my head, I'm going to sit down and write. And so I've been writing in my brain or on paper doing that. But from a technical level, I wouldn't have no idea how to record shit. And you were like, just record one. And so I made a little beat on the little CD thingy that I eventually sent to you. And that's what the current version of Bitter Winners is structured around in parts of it. Yeah. And a lot of the other songs that we've done too. But and what I love about it is is you play multiple actual instruments on this as well. Oh yeah, yeah. On it, on multiple songs. On Yeah, anything anything we do um that has guitars or bass or now that I got I have that little MIDI keyboard, um a lot of the keys I play um 
you know, I tap out the drums. Should have sent you, I should have sent you that thing like a year sooner in retrospect. It's a game changer. Um, yeah, you know, I tried now I I grab a lot of loops cuz there are there are synth sounds and compositions and things that come in like in my DAW and things like that that are like preloaded sound packs that I come in and will manipulate for the textures we want, you know. Um Right. Well, and when and I'm really tempted to have every song be an instrumental after like you know like do a mixtape of mistakes because instrumental track surprise yeah. that's the title of the first project that we're going to drop is a mixtape of mistakes yep and it's 90 percent done and we're basically just finishing one two songs now um but i was thinking about dropping instrumentals with it too because what you do is like when you take away what I'm trying to fucking do. <laughs> yeah. What you're actually doing musically, I think it some of your beats can just calm me, dude. Uh, yeah. There's there's a few that I've done especially lately now that I'm like really finding cuz at first <clears throat> I like you said, I'm a fucking prog metal guy. I'm Yeah. And it's high. It, that's what highlights my, my your ear, beats when my, I listen to other instrumentals. My ear has been like tuned to that sonic sound, and so when I p- compose and make hip hop songs, I'm not trying to replicate sound profiles of of like I guess mainstream hip hop. I'm trying to make it sonically sound like a metal song. Just knowing that there are constraints with what the beat does, um, looping is huge for continuity through a song. Um, yeah, there's <clears throat> usually a four-four count. <laughs> right, exactly. You can't really deviate from that in hip hop. But I do. But you do. Well, every, is the thing. For, I'll just throw everything. In, but everything but the drums. A lot of the times you do that. I Even will, then, you'll throw some some throws just in there. Extra that, beats in every once in a while to fuck shit up. Um, which there's a you there's like. a jazz there's a jazzy element to how each song plays because I'll be the first to say it I purposely go off beat to tell my stories because that was one of the things that when we were first recording you were like you're a little off beat here and I'm like yeah and it's it's you're like it's unsettling I'm like but maybe thematically it's supposed to be maybe they're supposed to grab a hold of you and that is where the idea of Making learning this... and and going well let me hear what you have to say right you are producing this for lack of a better word quite literally that's yeah what you're doing. well it's been it's been neat take because like like everything i've made before has been like my like part of the music i write for my output you know yeah. it's and this project and doing this has been a great school exercise for me because I'm taking your content, your ideas, your themes, and trying to build them like I would want it to sound. It's, yeah. it's it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that creative freedom to be like, here is you have this idea, you have this concept of this art piece that is... I call them sketches. I'll send you a sketch. Yeah, and it's and you're painting a picture lyrically, 
And I'm then I go, okay, man, well, here is the color palette that you have to paint with. I'm like, I add the sonic structure underneath. I'm saying like, you're going to be using a lot of reds in this and, or, or blues, or, you know, it's going to be a washed colors or vivid colors. Yeah. Um, and as soon as that happens, then you return me the painting, the, the next evolution of the sketch because now you had colors to play with. And it always turns into this new thing um, that is still the sketch, but it's now different. And then I get to take that and I get to render that thing and add highlights here and take out some of the hues here. And I'm like color blending and photo editing that painting. Yeah. And in the and then you go, oh, you pulled out. I want some of those reds there because I don't care if your eye thinks yeah. that there's too much saturation in this point. I like that there. And I want it there for the person who has that red make them linger and go like, look at this. Is this on purpose or is this yeah. an accident? You know? Right, right. And you and know? we find those cool moments in all of the songs we've made um, to highlight cool moments to play on some of that uh unorthodox nature in it um and i've come to really appreciate it because it's unorthodox and it's what i strive to do with prog all the time and i'm like fuck i'm creating prog rap in a way that isn't like prog rock i'm 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 doing unorthodox things inside of the mold and still somehow making it mainstream sounding and digestible you know yeah, yeah. Well, we're trying to. I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, people will listen to it. There's no real audience yet because we yeah. haven't really released anything outside of a couple singles. But yeah, and, and you know, there's the other giant but, caveat is the, you know, live anything is the where crowds come from, where audiences come from. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's coming. We're going to, that is going to be something we work toward. Right now, this isn't about, I don't think even for you. This, this isn't is, about really performance. I, I, yet. This is still about creation, and right. it's still very much about delving into uh, finding, creating finding a mythos sound, right? and a sense of authenticity for yeah. uh, the character in my book, too, yes. is the other thing. Precisely. Um, yeah. And I think knowing that I'm not trying to be a rapper, I'm not trying to be myself. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Exactly. This is this is this is like that's what's also cool about it is I'm not tr I'm not trying to like become the next hip hop producer. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to jump into the hip hop game. Yeah, I want. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm in a fucking rock band, but the the creation, the exercise, the routine of doing something unorthodox and getting better at it. And then under, then like I've discovered, that's why these last few songs have really come together. I think faster and easier for both of us is I'm no longer like forcing things. I'm, you know, I think, I think here's what we should do. We should, let's play where we belong. 
Yes. Because yes. I think that song is Shout out to Jason Smith and you'll see why. Our brother, yeah. He he crushed some vocals on this song. And I think this song is an example of when I was just starting to find kind of my sound, my my authentic composition self, but I was still trying to force it to be um to be a kind of music that I didn't actually like don't get me wrong I love the song but but I hear it and I go I I was trying to to stay in a mold too much with the exploration I was trying to do musically in it you know it's it's yeah. just it's just a sign of one of our early attempts at like really finding our sound um yeah but it's wonderful so Let's go. We were just about to leave when a cool calm breeze blew down a few new brown leaves from off of one of the trees. I paused where I stand as they land in the east. Just above the garage, it would cause me to believe I need a pair of long sleeves. Now that's when I turned to see a stare back at me. Apparently, the color of that leaf made a grief and disbelief And I could tell from my eyes that it was a surprise And as we returned inside before making our way I just knew she had something to say I just never thought she'd say she wanna fly away today When I asked her what she meant, she said the summer was spent And she knew it and she was through with it Now I had to admit that it wouldn't be much longer For the skies turn from blue to gray And that the only way she could stay was in spirit But I couldn't know I have to pause here because It's so funny I'm now being reminded again of the weirdness we put in this song you guys can hear that. The beat, I, there are pauses in, in this beat to accommodate the lyrics. And instead of making weird measures, I'm just pausing the 4-4 beat and then it comes back in in the 4-4, but there are pauses in the in the beat. Which is actually something that comes from the blueprint that I sent you when I first sent you this song. Yeah. Which is actually over 10 years old <laughs> yeah yeah and and i and i really lyrics for this are over 10 years old we made sure that like I, I i this was one of the first things where i had to make sure that the beat i wasn't taking your words away for the confinement of the beat i had to make the beat fit what the words were doing and the and what the flow of the song deserved um yeah. Because the story required every single word. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. I'm going to go back a little bit. Now that's when I turned to see a stare back at me. Apparently, the color of that leaf made a grief and disbelief. And I could tell from my eyes that it was a surprise. And as we returned inside before making our way, I just knew she had something to say. I just never thought she'd say she want to fly away today. When I asked her what she meant, she said the summer was spent. And she knew it and she was through with it. Now I had to admit that it wouldn't be much longer for the skies turned from blue to gray. And that the only way she could stay was in spirit. But I couldn't know I just wouldn't hear it. Since it was clear, it's just the winter weather coming. I never figured her out with within splinter in the winter weather or something. But she said she knew that this much was true. She turned to ask me for this one thing Even after I assured her that it wasn't a day And that one day, we'd have that more than just the one way But she turned a cold shoulder as I tried to console her So as the winds grew colder, I turned and I told her You better believe most of us wanna leave Swearing we'll be gone by the turning of the leaves Yet the furthest most of us go is out of our minds from the snow Yeah, that's the distance we managed to achieve And come Christmas Eve, we're still here Deceived by what we perceive is the fear of living and dying the last frontier when the truth is oh so clear 
Alaska's where we belong, my dear. Mm. So, so prepared to leave home for the first time since I was grown. I was glad I wasn't really going alone. Besides, I'll be back someday. That much was known. But I felt a tear and a fear and ears and started to go. Remembering how just a little over a year ago, I woke to the sound of a mixed text saying she'd left. I went to wipe my eyes. I tried to type my reply. I was two words in when the phone started ringing. I remember thinking, I didn't know how this call was gonna go. All I did know though was my love wanted me to know where I was supposed to follow. So I packed up my few possessions, then gazed outside of the window. That's when I felt a sense of true depression. Even though I knew right then that this was the end of one chapter, before another would begin even faster. But that all seemed so long ago, like whispers and forgotten my last skin wind. And I can hear her being called by it again. Only this time, what you couldn't comprehend is that the wind was gonna go and blow us right back home again. Because how could we pretend that we weren't caught up in another morning breeze that required longer sleeves? Because as the winds grew colder, I turned and I told her. You better believe most of us wanna leave. Swear it will be gone by the turning of the leaves. Yet the furthest most of us go is out of our minds from the snow. Yeah, that's the distance we managed to achieve. And come Christmas Eve, we're still here. Deceived by what we perceive is the fear of living and dying in the last frontier when the truth is oh so clear ask is where we belong my dear yeah man that was that was a good song love that i actually love how that one came together because when i sent you that i said i want this to sound like the energy of watching another musician live. We have a musician in Alaska that's a very famous Alaska musician, Hobo Jim, and he's very well known for telling stories about Alaska. But playing his guitar and just stomping his foot for a fucking drum kit, basically, yep. on yep. the on the stage. And he recently died, and when we started making music, I told Aaron... I want to make a song that reminds us of that stomp. And you said, I know exactly what you're saying. And then when Jason got involved with it, we decided to go this weird Peter Frampton yeah, comes Peter. alive vibe. It, Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Shout out to Jason, man. He really came yeah. through on this one. He's on two of our songs. Um, also, a huge shout out to Siobhan Sayers. She came through. She's on uh, the song that is out right now. You guys can go hear Groundhog's Day. Um, if you go to Bandcamp, you can uh, search Windigo the Poet or or Bandcamp Bandcamp dot Poet dot com, um, and go there. You can find three singles that are out right now: Bitter Winters, Painting Paragraphs, and Groundhog's Day. Um, those songs are also are uh, Painting Paragraphs and Bitter Winters are also f able to be found on YouTube on the Cheap Seat Media YouTube channel. So yes. th there are some videos over there. There's this pretty sweet lyric video we made for Painting Paragraphs that's out right now. Um, it looks kind of trippy. I love it. I'll make sure in the description of this episode to link your Bandcamp and our YouTube for those so that people can just click on the description of this episode and go do it. Um, I guess one other really Im Hello? Hey, is this working? 
this. Oh, I told you I could do it. <laughs> My children, listen. Castro is that I have taken over this broadcast. I have come upon these airwaves to deliver you a message. I, Lucifer, the Morningstar, the Lightbringer, have come to tell you how much you kick ass. All of you listening, you beautiful individuals, this is a reminder from the underworld that you have the power to think your own thoughts, be gluttonous, be frivolous. You have the power of individual autonomy. You are not bound by creed or code. You are not bound by a thumb or many thumbs. Because I have 14, you are not bound to serve anyone but yourself or me. Because I'm pretty fucking cool. This is only a test run. We picked this small podcast to put my message forth in to test our powers of tapping in, of bringing messages. The bigger ones are next. Watch out, Joe Rogan. Remember this, my children. Remember this. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> And that Dude, what is it? What is it with you and unexpected phone calls today? That's um, it's weird. I was right in the middle of. I was right in the middle of getting ready to discuss the next song we were going to play, and it uh, seems. Oh yeah, I, are you talking about the other one with Jason? Oh, three thirty-three. No, 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 no. I, I mean, well, I, I kind of feel like after Lucifer just interrupted. Wait, what? You, Lucifer just interrupted? Did you not hear that? Did it only come through on my earphones? I was in the middle of talking about what next song we were going to play, and I just, I honestly am having trouble, like, I went into this weird fog. I did. I was, like, trying to, like, wave at my camera and be like, Pointing at my headphones. Like, you're not hearing this? This. Weird. You only. Okay. Dude, you got hijacked by the devil, it sounds like. <laughs> well, that's fucking awesome. Cool. Radio Satan. Possession. That's a new one. That's a new one, man. I Well, I hope Satan was at least nice. He said to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was not like how I interacted with him down on the old crossroads. (laughs) You want to play that? Let's do it. I do. That's a joke, by the way. I've never met the devil. But it's really weird that he just interrupted your shit. And it's even weirder that you didn't hear that. (laughs) No, I didn't notice. I mean, I feel like... Yeah, I can I feel see like, here in your video your mouth moving like you were telling something, and I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I, I was I was getting because I was going. I think a cool one we could play next would be um, now or never. I was like trying to debate because we talked about that before, and what I'm experiencing right now is like I just woke up from a dream. I woke up from a nap, and I was definitely dreaming. And as soon as I woke up, I had like an image in my head of the dream. But the more I try to think about it, the further and further it escapes me. But I know there was something there that like. And I just feel like. It's weird, man. I'm having this weird like time loss loss thing happening right now because I'm just definitely talking. What should we like flip a coin or just. I no, 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 you, you, Cause you, 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 you were going to play a song and then that happened. Well, I, I was going to discuss a next song, but if you feel confident 333, um, 
I would like to because this is the first full song we made together. But, it is, yeah. But it was the longest song it took us to complete. We completed other songs in the time that it took us to like finish this song fully to how it is at the version right now. To be fair, and I'll say this now, outside of sending you things in private messenger i'd never actually tried to record anything before i sent this right and this so is, this is your first attempt at mm, actually recording mm. vocals for the point of being on a song right this was the initial experiment song where it was like i need to learn how to record something for a book and you said and i sent it to you and you didn't exactly understand that i was making a rap song which also explains part of this song well, because you said but i want then, like a bluesy song yes that gives hip-hop vibes yeah uh but you said you wanted it bluesy it was your specific i, I told you i wanted it to sound like george thurgood and zz top meets uh i can't remember who they are i wanted i can't remember. I wanted to say three six mafia or some shit, but <clears throat> I also wanted to. I didn't have enough lyrics, as it were. Like, and when you hear it, you'll understand that it was written not like a rap song. No, but I don't know how to do anything other than rap. Sadly, right now, <laughs> and you mean so you're this... not an accomplished singer. No, no, well, only neither, in the shower, sir. N- neither am I. It's okay. Uh, we um, have we have we have recording proof of that as well that I'm not an accomplished singer, and I really tried, and it's not good. So, don't worry, we'll we'll buy auto tune, and then I'll sound great on one of these songs. That's You'll see, guys. Right. You'll see. That's right, ladies, no. gentlemen, them, they's, everybody's. That's it. Okay, well, here, let's do this. This this song is, uh, the most theatrical song we've made. It's the most. Uh, kind of it's organic and raw song we've made, unconventional song we've made. Um, it's just weird and fuck so cool. Like it's, I'm so proud of this song for how fucking. Some of you are probably gonna listen to this. And go like, I don't know if I should like that or not. That's okay. That's okay if you if you have that reaction to this. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you make it, and even when you don't make it, everyone wants to know what kind of deal you got. I'ma tell you what kind of deal not to make. Check it, sign everywhere. Oh yes sir, you took a look at me, said you looking sound pretty good, but imagine what you could be as an MC with some help from me. Pick your destiny, but no though before we get the show on the road, I expect to collect what I'm owed. Those royalties eternally for the spoils you'll see if you did a little deal with me. And the devil said, We be at three minutes past three thirty in the twilight tonight. We can walk and talk all nights and slow But where you wanna go You're so all but glitter and gold I 
That's not even the final version of it. No, I just realized that too. I mean, it's really, Either, re- it's, it's really close. That's it's I just a, it's don't like know the semi-final version. Yeah. Either way, that's why we're premiering it here on a podcast. That's right. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. Shout out to Jason again for being hauntingly creepy and just crushing that chorus and channeling his inner Dio, which I love. Because when you hear when it comes time to actually like release that and hear it through speakers properly mixed, yeah, yeah. he goes hard as a motherfucker on both of those. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good, it's so good, dude. Yeah, I I hope you guys dig that. I hope it piques a little of your interest. Go check out Bandcamp and shit like that. You can buy songs, and you know if you buy them on Fridays, that's Bandcamp Friday. Um then all of the money goes to the artist and Bandcamp doesn't take any of it. Yes. So, so if you buy music on Fridays from Bandcamp artists, the money goes directly to them. Bandcamp doesn't take a cut on Fridays. So remember that folks, if you're going to support your local artists, um, you know, we're poor, poor as fuck. I'm eating well wishes and happy thoughts. (laughs) Uh, god isn't that bread would be nice isn't that fucking the truth um 
Man, this has been a good episode, dude. This has been fun. It is. I was like counting down in my brain. I was like, man, we gave, we showed a lot of these songs. And I was like, at first I was like, oh shit, we're going to show that one. Okay. And then, yeah, uh, I hope, well, here's what I think. I hope you hear whatever the hell that weird devil broadcast that I heard and you didn't hear when you play this all back to like listen to it because he said some wild shit. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's, that's. Yeah, I'll have to figure that out. Decide if I'm which I think is funny. You guys almost heard a cynical love song, but instead the devil the devil intervened, and you guys got a weird bluesy crossroads song that's actually saying, "Don't make a deal with the devil." Exactly. Don't compromise. Don't shake that hand. Kind of deal. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird as fuck. Yeah, but, that wasn't uh, that wasn't devil went down to Georgia. No, no, that wasn't I was not crossroads. trying to best that dude. I was saying dodge that shit. You end up at a crossroads at 3 a.m. And the dude's like, hey, hey, I got something for you in my pocket. It's everything you've ever wanted. Come on, let's go for a walk. Run! Just run! I don't care if he's got horns, a tail. I don't care if he's got a million dollars. Or big run. fat tits. Run away. Yeah. Imagine if he had big fat tits, a tail, and a million dollars. I think that's what the devil does. That's why, all, that's why everybody signs a deal. Shows up at what, as what they want. I don't know if I want a big titty lizard and holding a briefcase. I'm not necessarily that much have, like Hunter S. Thompson. Have you ever seen a big titty lizard holding a briefcase? Under the pale moonlight at three thirty three in the morning. Yeah, how can you say Since you... we're painting such a vivid picture as That's... if we'd been there ourselves and wrote songs about it, Tenacious D, I'm looking at you guys. That's right. Eric Johnson, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Or not Eric Johnson, I mean... Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. God damn it, Kenny! Yeah. Eric Johnson that's is... Eric, that's Eric Cartman. That's the wrong one, too. <laughs> this is good. This would be a good time to end your podcast, Yeah, man. yeah. Hey, for all you out there, thanks for tuning in to this thing as it went off the fucking rails and we devolved into what we sound like not on the radio. Um, I hope you all are treating yourselves good out there. It's the summertime. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, you know... Um, Stand up for what's right, man. Stand up for your friends who don't have as loud of a voice as you. Be out there doing the good things and helping humanity. And as most of all, like I tell you every time, drive like you know each other. <laughs>